Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn. You have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jay Cat Morris. Uh, this is, uh, what is it, fucking Wednesday? Thursday? It's Thursday, the 23rd of May. Um, so, yeah, um, got some things to talk about tonight. Um, my girls just went to bed. Uh, they're they're big into The Simpsons now, which is awesome. Uh, they're nine, and uh, they're they're consistently just, like, running down Simpsons episodes that I watched, like, you know, 20 years ago, so it's pretty fucking cool, but, um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, I got some things to go through tonight, and, uh, obviously, you know, how I do at some point or another, I'll piss someone off, and it's, it's not even intentional, it's just, like, the world around me just fucking irritates me, so, you know, at some point or another, uh, I gotta talk about, you know, this one or that one, and it's just, just how I feel about things, it's not really a, a matter of me trying to fit in some kind of burial in every show, but somehow, some way i have something to fucking say every goddamn week um let me just start out with uh you know what i did last sunday uh last sunday we went to the uh, new york aquarium um i want to give you a little recap of that as far as i see i've never gone to it before 
we um, have a membership to the the zoo. Um, what's going on, Anthony? Uh, we got a, a membership to the Bronx Zoo, and included in that, you can go to the New York Aquarium, Queen Zoo, uh, Central Park Zoo, Prospect Park Zoo, some shit. I don't even know. Like places I don't I don't really want to go and fucking hang out. But um, the New York Aquarium is one like on the list. Like we might as well do it. It's included in our pass. Like we should go hit that up because um, you know, I, I mean, we like aquariums. We've been to the Camden Aquarium a bunch of times, and uh. You know, they have some good shit. Uh, they have sea otters, which is a big, big draw for me uh, and Nina because we're huge otter fans. And not many places have them. We've seen uh, river otters, small clawed otters, different types of otters at the Bronx Zoo and different zoos we've been to. Otters are pretty common. Sea otters, however, are not. Uh, you really don't see too many of those. So that was honestly my major draw for going to the uh, New York Aquarium. So we went out there, um, and uh, we'll give you the pluses and minuses. Um, I guess we'll go with pluses first. Um, they built this uh, shark exhibit, and it's like its own building. It's uh, I forget what it's called, like Ocean Wonders or something along those lines. Uh, they took like six years to build this thing. It was supposed to take like two. It was like a delayed and delayed and delayed project. Uh, what's going on, Russell? Um, and, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I wasn't like long, long awaiting this thing because, you know, this is my first time going. So it wasn't like, you know, I, I went over and over and was like, this is bullshit. It's not there. So I kind of like waited. I, I was checking the website and stuff and I, and it seemed like it was worth waiting for that to open. And I'm glad I did. Cause that was honestly the majority of the place. But, um, so we went to the, the shark thing over there. Um, and it, it's awesome. You walk in, you got like a tunnel like around you and it's like, you know, colorful fish of all sorts, maybe a couple little sharks in there that like that main like area when you walked in, wasn't like really like shark shark based, but like you got the vibe, like, yo, they, they went in on this shit. Like, it, you know, it, it you know, the, the fish tunnel thing where it's above you, it's around you and you know, all the fish and stuff. So beautiful stuff. Um, you walk through, there's a bunch of educational stuff, um, little panels in the walls. There's some smaller shark tanks, um, you know, a, a tank with some smaller sharks that says, like, this is how these guys start. You know, a lot of, you know, they, they try to really uh, educate you on, on things, which is great. Um, at some point, you look up and, like, where there was ceiling, now it's just glass panels and you see, like, schools of groupers swimming over you. Really cool shit. Um, what's going on, Perry? Um, so yeah, like I, I thought it was awesome. And then, uh, you know, you'd see like different open panels and they kind of like teased like the final reveal. So as you walked, like there were like different panels you could see and you could see, man, there's like obviously like big areas in there. It's not just what you're seeing. And then it like goes around and it ends in this big, long theater, like crazy, like really fucking big, like all the way up like probably 20 feet in the air and like i i don't know distance wise like maybe 50 feet wide something like that it looked like a big massive theater of just glass and uh there's like a long couch kind of thing in the back and um the room is dark and up front like you could see anything up front and the first maybe 10 15 feet in of the tank maybe 20 feet in in the tank 
but then it kind of like goes off in the darkness, which is a really cool vibe because you see like these sharks just kind of swim out of the darkness and shit. So it's like, you know, you don't know what's there until it's fucking coming out. Like it, it was really cool. I thought that was a really good touch. Uh, highly recommend um, if you're going to that, if you're into sharks and that type of thing, that's worth the trip um, as far as, you know, going there at least once. Um, so that was that was great. That lived up to the expectations of what it was. Um, I was hoping they had like different like levels of viewing. Like it would have been nice to be able to see that from like above. Or maybe, like, have it wrap around to the other side, and you can see both sides of it. But it is what it is. I mean, that's nitpicking. It's a really great exhibit. Um, They had a a show, which I liked a lot. You know, a little 10, 15-minute show. Now, when we first walked into the place, they said, uh, Yay, uh, they're seating for the show in five minutes, whatever. So I had already known we wanted to do the Sea Lion show. So we were like, all right, let's just go hit that right now. So we go out, and it's like, whole stadium seating you know so we go up in there we watch the show again very educational um a lot of you know make sure you recycle keep the plastic out of the garbage winds up in the ocean kills these fucking guys you know they don't use that language but you know it's because they get radio um so real nice uh they, they it was just one one sea lion one big male sea lion named bruiser and he's doing his dancing and shit and jumping in the water and it was really cool uh so that was nice, you know, 15-minute show, 20-minute show, whatever it is. So, you know, you get that vibe, like, when you first walk in and, like, they had someone walking around, like, way outside of that in other exhibits saying, hey, 10 minutes, da-da-da. So here's where my issue comes in. Uh, they have another section called the Sea Cliffs, and that's where you'll see um, there's a exhibit, an exhibit with otters. Um, there's an exhibit with penguins, pelicans seals and sea lions all separate exhibits but all like lined up and that's the sea cliffs um so they have different feedings throughout the day and you could look it up you know right on their website it'll say you know uh one o'clock uh two o'clock three thirty you know like broken up like the feedings but at the sea cliffs so there's no real signs or anything telling you anything there so now we're ready like all right Feeding at the sea cliffs is about to go down, and now we're running back and forth. Like, where the fuck are they going to come out? Like, are they going to start on the left side? Are they going to start on the right side? So that same, like, wherewithal that they had to, like, go tell people, hey, the show started in five minutes. They didn't have that to say, like, yo, we're about to feed the penguins. Um, sea cliff feeding will start in five minutes, starting with the penguins and then going down. You know what I mean? Because the penguins were all the way down on the one end, and the sea lions were all the way down on the other end. So anything in between, you figure they wouldn't be starting in between. So we're running back and forth, finally see them feeding the otters. And like, oh shit, that's exactly what we wanted to see, for sure. Wanted to see it all, but that was the main attraction. So we go over there, they're feeding the otters, and they're not like communicating. They're not like telling them like, oh yeah, otters are, you know. Again, so much educational stuff when it came to the feedings, they weren't telling you shit. They were just like throwing handfuls of fucking fish on the otters' bellies and shit, and they were just eating it, which is great. But, you know, so then they finish feeding, and then they just kind of disappear to the backstage type thing. So now you're like, all right, did they go? are they going to the right? I mean, we missed the penguins, but it's like penguins, otters, pelicans, seals, sea lions. So, so we're like, are they going to pop out here? Like, let's give them a minute. You know, maybe they'll finish feeding. Maybe they'll pop out that door. None of that shit happened. Ran back and forth for a while and was like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe they do like 
a different animal per feeding? I, I wouldn't know because there was no there was no information. So I had a little bit of an issue with that. Um, I saw years ago that they had like a pretty long history with walruses and they didn't have a walrus. So that's unfortunate. I would have loved to have seen a walrus. Um, it, it's not the biggest place in the world. And I mean, if you're going to the Coney Island boardwalk that it's on, you can make a day out of it. And I could just be part of your day. But we really weren't about that. Um, as far as doing the boardwalk and stuff, you know, we, we, we got the seaside boardwalk over here at Point Pleasant around here. We're really not looking to do a fucking New York boardwalk. Um, so then we headed down. Uh, so again, nice, you know, um, nothing terrible about it. You know, there, there's a bunch of other, like they're starting like an opt- octopus, uh, exhibit or something. So there's a lot of like coming soon and who knows how many years that is off. But anyway, um, then we, we went over to my favorite fish store, which took a lot longer to get to than I expected. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just New York traffic is garbage. Um, New York, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not like promoting like any kind of like terrorism or anything like that, but I really think New York should just be fucking leveled and we should just start over. Uh, I think it's, it's such a great example of humanity failing. Uh, it's such a piece of shit. I can't stay in New York. On so many fucking levels. It's disgusting. It's just filthy fucking streets. It stinks. People talk shit about Jersey, but New York is so fucking filthy. You can't drive down one street without seeing construction and fucking scaffolding and this and that. Because nothing's ever finished. You're never going to drive down a fucking finished New York street going, look how beautiful everything is. It's always like fucking scaffolding and fucking traffic looks like parking lots. It's just fucking bullshit. People like just about walking into your cars every two seconds. There's someone hopping out of their fucking car in the middle of the road. Like that's how shitty traffic is. People like don't even think twice about just getting the fuck out. Like going to get fucking bananas over there at the fucking fruit stand because like they they got all fucking day. They know this traffic is going fucking nowhere. It's like I have no question in my mind. I'd blow my fucking brains out if I lived in New York for fucking one week. Like, there's no fucking way I could live there. I, I could never exist. It, it's trash. It, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know why people hold it in such high regard. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff stuffed in there, but people are just fucking warehoused in there. There's people just stacked on top of people, and it, it's just, like, fucking congested, and it's just like a fucking ant farm. I, I, I can't stand it. I cannot fucking stand it. Fuck all of that shit. So... Took us like an hour and a half to get somewhere. It should have took us like fucking 40 minutes to get to. And, uh, you know, I mean, great fucking fish store. The Fish Hut in uh, Saddlebrook, New Jersey. Um, you know, so if you're up in that area, if you keep uh, African cichlids, which I do, um, fucking best place you can go, uh, especially since Tropicarium closed, you know, uh, last year. Uh, I ended up finding the Fish Hut and just, just the the best possible selection of African cichlids in the New Jersey tri-state area, really, because I searched out a lot of fucking places. Um, and they really, like, they specialize in African cichlids, which is what I keep, so it works perfect for me. Um, they have big, crazy, colorful, fully grown guys, and then they got the babies who you know are going to grow up to be, you know, what you're seeing there. Uh, they were celebrating like a seven year anniversary. So it was like 25% off and up of like everything in the joint. So a good fucking hookup there. Cause I, I got like 
four fish and a decoration that would have cost me probably like a hundred, 150 bucks. It was like 70 bucks. So definitely a good, uh, investment there. Um, yeah. Um, so that, that was that, uh, now let's, I, let's get into the fucking wrestling, I guess. Uh, let's see. I, I got some different topics and shit. I see motherfuckers like popped in for a second. I'll talk about fucking fish for five fucking minutes. Okay. 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, people, people fucking left. Um, is what it is. Uh, Casey Navarro posted some shit that, uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, the police and queens. I don't want to keep talking fish. I talked about that on a past episode. Um, um, fucking Casey Navarro uh, had posted some shit that uh, CCW shared, and this is the thing: like CCW is such a fucking clown show. They should correct their own fucking people. When one of their fucking guys posts something like, "Oh, out of all the CCW originals, I'd really like to wrestle." Leo Rush, a CZW original. What the fuck are you talking about? Just because you're like 19 years old doesn't make this guy who spent a year in CZW a CZW original. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But then his point was to say, like, oh, I really want to fight uh, the, the other guy from uh, fucking House of Glory. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> CZW original Leo Rush. Fucking crazy. Um... Gran Akuma is returning to On Point Wrestling, and they're announcing it like it's the fucking next coming. On Point Wrestling disappears for all sorts of time. Uh, they put over Gran Akuma on a bigger level than anybody should ever put fucking Gran Akuma over. They had a Masters of the Mat tournament that was initially pitched as, like, we're another best of the best. Like, we got, you know, they got best of the best, and we got Masters of the Mat. And then, like, Gran Akuma goes over, like... He shouldn't leave the first round of any fucking tournament, dude. Like, he's he's not a fucking draw by any stretch of the imagination. And um, so, like, they're big, like, yeah, we're coming back. And we're, big surprise, Gran Akuma's coming. Nobody gives a fuck about Gran Akuma. Like, cut that bullshit, man. Like, why? Leave that shit in fine print on your fucking poster, man. Don't lead with some bullshit that no one cares about. Like, CZW has a problem with that. A lot of these companies have a problem with that. Like, DJ Hyde should never be on a poster because no one's ever going to see that poster with DJ Hyde and be like, I'm fucking going. So, yeah, you're on the show, whatever the case is, but, like, don't put your fucking face on the poster because no one's looking to see that. It, it's ridiculous. What's going on, Pierre? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's silly. Why the fuck would you advertise Grant Akuma at all? Like, just fucking let him show up. If he's a surprise guy and five people pop, you're fucking lucky. But no one's actually showing up unless, you, you know, you're inviting their fucking family. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. And then you just send their family private messages. Stop embarrassing yourself on the fucking internet. Um, Loki is going to be on the fucking uh, Homicide show. The GCW Homicide Tribute in Brooklyn. And um, that's pretty fucking interesting because GCW had a lot of shitting on Loki done. Uh, they had the whole situation happen where uh, Loki supposedly kept their money and whatever their deposit. And uh, they did nothing but bury Loki. Um, Joey Janela went out of his fucking way a couple months ago, like as recently, where he just like out of nowhere broke into like burying Loki on commentary for like two, three matches. It, it was. 
it was like a quarter of the show. He just like was doing like low key voices and all this other silly shit where he was just trying to like bury low key for no reason at all. Um, so it, it didn't make any fucking sense. So now like Loki's on the card, Janela's on the card. I hope to God that Loki is in the same fucking ring with Joey Janela at some point that would make my fucking day. Um, I doubt it'll happen. I doubt he'll have anything to say to his fucking face, but you know, that, that's, that's how these fucking indie guys work. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, fuck else do I have to say about that? Uh, I think that's about it there, but, um, Artie Lang, man, um, he got arrested again. They had a lot of, um, videos and pictures of this guy at a gas station and stuff. He was doing like drug court and, um, you know, they, they have your work little jobs in order to prove that you could be like a functional member of society, that you could hold down some kind of schedule, do that type of thing. So, um, he was doing uh garbage duty. He was like garbage manning and like, I said, like, I think garbage manning, I don't know, but, um, so, uh, like Peyton Manning, um, I, if anything, Cooper's the garbage manning, but all right. Um, so, you know, he was doing that for a while and then he was at a gas station and people found out where he was and they were showing up. There was a video I saw last week that someone like gave him like a $20 tip and wrote like, not, not eligible for drugs or, you know, uh, you can't spend this on drugs on the one side or whatever. And it was sad because, like, he's standing there bullshit with him and everything. But he's like, can I really keep this? Like, dude, I mean, this guy's a major fucking star. If he's worrying about keeping a $20 bill for real, like, shit is not going well. And and it's not steering in a good direction. His nose is, like, fucking smeared off his face. Um, it, It's crazy. And, I mean, he's really never going to get acting work again. So this is the thing that scares me about Artie because, like, Artie, I mean – all the chips are stacked against him. This dude is not a guy who is, is built to stay off of drugs. His willpower is absolute trash. And, um, look, man, like I, I beat fucking addiction and I know what it fucking takes. And it takes a real strong fucking will. Uh, my personal opinion on Artie, as far as, uh, where his addiction really went is when his father died, uh, his father became a paraplegic. He fell off a ladder, um, he stole a ladder and had it stacked on top of a picnic table to get on a roof to do, uh, he was doing like cable installation and shit. And his father was a real strong willed, real, like no nonsense guy. And like already looked up to him cause he was like his no bullshit father, you know? And, uh, he, he was a tough guy and you know, North Jersey and, uh, you know, he fell off the fucking thing, became a paraplegic. And he told already like all the time, like he wanted to die. Like he didn't want to live like that. So he watched his father completely deteriorate and become like a shell of his former self and just not want to, not want to live. And, uh, he even hinted at the possibility that, uh, his father might've just like killed himself, like, like took too much medication and just took himself out type thing. And, um, yeah, so that, that was Artie's fucking hero. So when Artie went from that, and, you know, maybe he dabbled in drugs a little, this and that. But the next thing that happened is already made it fucking big. So he had his heartache. He had his, his tremendous loss. And then stacked on top of that was millions of fucking dollars that fell into his lap. Hollywood parties, winding up at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, you know, he's told countless stories in his books and stuff about, you know, fucking eating handfuls of Percocets and throwing them up in a 
fucking portage on at the Playboy Mansion and trying to re-eat them because they were still fucking visible. Like, the type of shit that he was going through was fucking crazy. And then he was on the Stern Show, and, I mean, he was just... It was the best era of the Stern Show that it will ever be. I mean, if you are a fan of the Stern Show at all, you should know, like, that Artie era that's, like... What are the years on that? I can't remember exactly when he came on. But he was on, like... About I th- I want to say about ten years. I think oh nine was about the last time he was on there, and uh, I mean those especially once they hit serious and it was like no holds barred. He could say whatever he wanted, do whatever. I mean, it was so wild. The comedy was so fucking good. Artie was always so sharp, quick, and he was again. He was just like that that North Jersey fucking regular guy. So like you had your Hollywood types and you had your this and that, but Artie was like that regular fucking guy with that North Jersey fuck you attitude, you know, and, and it really fit in well. Artie's able to play like the, um, like the bad guy. So like if, you know, if uh, Howard would be the nice guy, he'd kind of play close to the vest on a caller or this and that. And Artie would be like, fuck you, jerk off, you know, and like, but you know, he had the wit and the comedy to back it up. It wasn't just fuck you, jerk off. That's kind of what I do here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah so it really spiraled out of control where the money was at his disposal and uh the vices were in place and it got to the point where he was doing fucking heroin on the fucking stern show and nodding off on the air and you know for a while they kind of facilitated it and just hoped it would pass and like kept telling him like get help you know dude you can you can go get help and come back you have a job and this and that but like you know, an addict either wants to get fucking better and really goes out of their way to get better or you're, you're done. And uh, I'm surprised he's lived through all of the things he's put himself through. It's, it's really crazy. And every time it looks like he's steering back off out of the, you know, out of that crash, he fucking, he goes back in. And, uh, I don't, I don't see him fucking making it through this. I've, I really, really hope, I don't pray or anything, but uh, I, I really hope he makes it out of this. He's got to really defy the odds, though. He's got to find a fucking reason and a tremendous drive that he's never had before in his life because he keeps failing and failing. And now what I see, my biggest fear about what, what Artie's future is, is any acting work that he could potentially get, unless he's playing himself as a train wreck, He's not getting acting work again. He looks like a fucking mutant in comparison to what he used to look like. You know, not, not that he was like a fucking supermodel, but he looked like a normal fucking fat North Jersey guy, you know, with a great sense of humor. Now, I mean, his fucking nose is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, you just post pictures, dude, and everyone's like comments are just like, what the fuck happened to his nose? Holy shit, look at that nose. Like, that that's the first thing you think of with this guy because it's like fucking smeared like, it's crazy. At some point, he said he he um he was with a stripper or a hooker or something, and uh, she was crushing pills with a um with a um salt shaker, and it chipped, and he fucking snorted the glass with it, and he said it felt like a zipper just ripped through his fucking nose. So like that's definitely caused part of the damage, but you know the coke and fucking heroin and all that shit that he just kept blasting up there was eating away at that sinus cavity. So now that's that's what he's got. So now he looks fucking crazy. He's never going to get work as an actor again. Um, and again, like if you get cast as a train wreck while cleaning yourself up, 
that's not a good role to have to be playing the bad side of what's going on while trying to stay clear. It's, it's really not in the cards. Yeah, he could do stand-up because that dude's always been a really functional addict. We saw him in uh, Count Basie, and he's still funny as fuck. I mean, a lot of the bits and stories and stuff were things that I heard before. Like, he reused a lot of stuff, but still funny as hell. He wasn't, like, nodding off on stage. Super sharp, super funny. And, um, you know, I mean, that's just what he's used to doing. And jerk-offs are still going to run around fucking throwing them drugs and, and... just because they're they're idiots. It's the same way in the wrestling business. Is these people just completely facilitate bad behavior because they they don't have their shit together. They can't see like how immensely fucking dangerous and how far out of control it is at that point because it's like it's nothing to them. You know, and I mean I was a, you know, 20-year-old jerk off running around at wrestling shows fucking trying to blaze with every fucking wrestler I could and getting fucking wasted and drunk at, at all these wrestling shows. And that shit was a lot of fun. But you know, if someone else is struggling with a problem, like look, classic example, man, fucking Trent acid. He was a dude I'd fucking burn with fucking whatever after the show. And you know, we had become really close as far as like a fan wrestler relationship. I, I, you know, I didn't ever knew him personally as a, you know, outside of the wrestling business, but you know, we, we talked for a fucking half hour, just about every show he was on, you know, and I attended CCW for 10 fucking years. He wasn't, you know, with us for all 10 of those years, but uh, you know, I mean, this is, and, and when it came down to the end, it was like, Hey man, you know, you got weed or whatever, and, you know, we're smoking all of that shit back there, but you could tell, man, his shit was, he was gone. He was absolutely gone. And going home from fucking Philly, from the, you know, I was still drinking, I was still doing all of that shit. I wasn't in good shape myself, but I could see it. I could see the fucking darkness, and I fucking, I shed tears on the way home. I was like, this dude's gonna die. We're not, we're not gonna see him again. And sure enough, he, he's gone. And I, that was that for him. So it sucks, you know, you really have to have some kind of, um, you know, a reality. You have to have some kind of vision of reality. Even, you know, if you're the type of person that can handle alcohol, handle, you know, drugs, handle this and that and dabble in this. You got to see someone that's spiraling out of control and not not feed that fucking demon because uh, they're, they're going to die. You're not going to see them forever. And, you know, if you have a story about, oh, yeah, I fucking hooked him up with pills and shit, and then he died because he, he ate 80 of them on another day, I mean, it's got to it's gotta hurt, you know what I mean? Like, I knew, you know, he was in fucking big trouble. Weed wasn't going to fucking steer him in any direction, good or bad or anything. So I wasn't too concerned in that, in that um, you know, in that respect. But you could tell, too, it was like, I think we smoked like a blunt or something. And he's like, yo, like, yo, you got any more? And I'm like, dude, like, I, I know this shit isn't like moving the needle for you, but I'm fucking I'm good. And like, man, it's sad. It was just like real sad. And I was like, I can't help you, man. Like, I fuck. I don't even I don't know what to tell you, bro. But it, it's sad. It, it's terrible to see people so far out of control. And there's just nothing you could tell them because it comes down to personal strength and being able to focus and steer yourself out of that shit. You know, and uh, not to pat myself on the back and shit, but I I give myself a lot of credit for for getting away from, you know, my demons because I I saw the fucking darkness. I I saw the fucking, 
you know, the light at the end of the tunnel was getting smaller and smaller and fucking shit was getting real dark. And I was, um, I was in trouble. I was in trouble and it was just me that got me out of it. So I, I really hope for the strength of other people to, to be able to steer out of that shit the same way that I did, but it's fucking, I, I got real lucky to have that willpower cause most don't, you know, um, so that's that. Uh, what else? Let me see my fucking topics. Dude, shit. What the fuck? There we go. Uh, Low Life Louie had a big match with, um, it was like a tag match. So I think it was, who the fuck? I don't even know now. I'm like, all right. So it was Wax and I think it was Wax and Low Life Louie maybe for Schlack and... Marcus Crane. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that was the match. Something like that. Uh, at H2O. I might be wrong about Marcus Crane. Was he in that? I don't know. But uh, crazy fucking match. Uh, I, I saw pictures and, and a couple clips and shit like that. And, I mean, he was bleeding his fucking ass off. Like, Abdullah the Butcher type shit. Uh O'Hare and Schlack. Okay. I didn't know. Really? O'Hare was in that match? Okay. So, uh, Dan O'Hare and Schlack. And, uh, Low Life Louie and, um, Wax. So, yeah. Crazy match from what I saw and heard and everything else. And, uh, you know, now now people are really getting behind what he's doing and saying that, you know, he, he wants Gage before he retires, which in itself is kind of silly, uh, it, it, because Louis's not fucking retiring. So saying you want to do this before you retire, you're not fucking retiring. Just say before you die, because like, you're going to keep fucking going out there no matter what doctors tell you or whatever the case is. You know, it, it's what he does. So, um, yeah. Um, as far as him and Gage, all right. I mean, the Gage shit is fucking tired. No one's fucking beating Gage. Like, by the time they do it, it's too fucking late. They've completely ruined Nick Gage. Um, and, you know, I mean, we'll see it. The, to fulfill, like, a make a wish for Louie or whatever and go out there and kill yourself in a death match with Gage, by all means, book it. I mean, I, I see no issue with it. I guess they tease that they might be doing that at the Homicide Show. Good. But isn't that, that's in New York. They really can't do blood and all that, can they? Shaheen? I, I don't think they can. Um... So, yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure. Um, GCW is also doing um, a backyard show, which is, I think, on 4th of July, right? And uh, they're, like, using guys' old backyard names. I think that's pretty cool, you know? Uh, it's like Shane Mercer's Diablo. That was his old backyard gimmick and stuff. Maybe they'll bring in uh, M-Dog and Josh Prohibition, as Shaheen mentioned. That'd be a cool additive. Um, I can't imagine Josh Prohibition is doing anything right now. I haven't heard his name in a long time. So, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, they're they're doing a thing over there. Um, I'll talk a little bit about more about TOS next week and, and all of that because I plan on watching that. Um, Josh Crane apparently is super over in Japan. 
uh, here's my theory on this. Um, first off, like anyone brought in from overseas just gets fucking popped for the most part, unless you're DJ Hyde and uh, it doesn't matter where you're from. It's just no one's looking to see that. And I think he even gets the fucking reaction over there, which is fucking bananas. Um, but Josh Crane flew himself over to Japan. No one fucking flew Josh Crane over to Japan. So he became a guy that was immediately kind of helping the company. There was probably zero buzz about him going to come over. So it was like a surprise fucking, like imagine like someone from BJW just showed up over here and like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, we're just going to put him on next show. It's usually like a big lead up and, and something going into it. It isn't just like, and here's fucking, uh, I don't even know who to say because I have to be comparing him to Josh Crane. And that's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, like, just, just whatever Japanese guy is, like, mediocre Japanese guy is just always fucking here. Like, it's usually not something that happens. Um, so I think he was kind of just, like, gifted when he flew himself over there. He was kind of gifted to them. You know, uh, I, he probably took just about no money to fucking work there because it was like a dream for him to work there. So he flew himself over, just was like, hey, you want to book me? I'm here. And they're like, fuck, why not? And, you know, the fans were. Uh... Yeah. Um, said something there's a background about him going into Japan because of his story or whatever. I, I don't I don't fucking know. But, um, yeah, like, he put himself over, and he, he, he led his own fucking story. It wasn't really a matter of him being fucking awesome and the Japanese fans recognize him. At least I don't fucking think so. I'd like to give him more credit than that. Um, so he went over there. He's fucking super over. Good for him. I mean, shit, you fly yourself over somewhere, and it pays off, then fucking why not? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe this will lead to him being booked over there again. I mean, move the fuck over here. No one gives a fuck about you in the States, so, I mean, why not? Mm. I don't know. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, Casanova copyrights the no-ring deathmatch gimmick and Lauderdale takes shots. Um, the thing is, it's like, if you find some kind of niche, it's working for Casanova. Yeah, he didn't invent it or whatever the case is. But, like, if you get, if you find some kind of niche that becomes kind of your thing, and it has become kind of his thing. Because as far as I know, like, yeah, it's been done other places and stuff. But he kind of put it on the map over here. So, I, I don't think it's that fucking corny for him to copyright something. If it turns out where he makes some money off of it and he brands something, good for him. I mean, what's the fucking harm in that? And, you know, I mean, Brett's a dickhead. So if he's running around going, oh, I'm going to copyright death matches, that's just because he's a dickhead. And right now, I mean, GCW is holding all the fucking cards as far as being the lead death match company in the United States, hands down. Like, there's no competition at all. So they have like that, you know, they would be the ones you ask. Like, oh, this guy copyrighted this shit. How, what do you think? And then, you know, you get a little smart-ass comment and shit. So I don't even, like, really knock them for that. But, you know, no secret about how I feel about that guy. Um, Warner and Tremont uh, for a TOD non-tournament. Yeah, you know. I mean, that, that should be good. But, I mean, you would hope that those two major names would be in your tournament. I mean... I don't I don't think TOD looks good at all. I really don't. That that chick in there oof, that's that's a rough one. And uh 
Yeah, so I, I don't really know. I'm not really sure how I feel about that exactly. Uh, it's going to be a good match. I mean, two fucking top stars, but, you know, these guys, uh, you know, Mance is now went from CZW champ to I'm a GCW guy. So, again, I mean, CZW just does what they can, but it, it's few and far between. It, it's mostly trash. Um, let's hit the Ashley Mazzaro. Uh, rest in peace. That That sucks, man. She was super young. She apparently hung herself, and uh, people were blaming WWE because they said her depression stemmed from something in the Middle East where supposedly she was molested, raped, whatever the case was. Um, I don't know that that is 100% legitimate. I read the articles that said those things. I, you know, I read they had some kind of affidavit that was posted and shit that like Vince like told her to keep it quiet because he didn't want to ruin her reputation with the military. Like, look again, I, I don't know the legitimacy about everything that was said there. If that's legitimate, I mean, it's just confirming exactly what you already knew. Vince McMahon is a scumbag. The wrestling business is full of scumbags. That that's how it exists. That, I mean, that's just like the way of the land. Uh, realistically, like, some of the top people, most successful people in fucking wrestling are just scumbags. I mean, another thing that someone, uh, you know, brought up, uh, Anthony brought up that, um, you know, I think today or recently is 20 years that uh, Owen Hart's been dead. Classic example. This fucking guy died on their fucking card and they're just like, keep the show moving, mop up the blood in the corner and keep it moving. I mean, if that's not the ultimate scumbag move to have one of your guys die and force all his coworkers to just be like, yeah, keep the fucking show going. Like, when does that ever happen? I know it sucks to, like, shut a show down, but, like, one of your fucking employees died in front of the crowd. Like, you, you don't think they'd understand? Like, yeah, you fucking refund them, you get them the fuck out of there. Like, how, how fucking weird is that for those people to even have to sit there? How many wrestling fans did you lose that night that, that had fucking the awkwardness of sitting there going, like, is he all right? fuck no he's not all right like you see what happened like what the fuck man like yo how how are they gonna keep the uh um thanks uh you know how how are we gonna fucking get through the fucking night knowing this guy's fucking dead like no way he can't be dead maybe he's all right you know like they gotta be thinking like what the fuck's going on and on pay-per-view i was watching it and fucking um they came back like and they just showed, like, the commentary desk, like, ladies and gentlemen, I, I mean, I, uh, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, um, it, they, I mean, they, that's fucked up to even have your employees to have to go through that and fucking push their way through that. This motherfucker legitimately died. Super talented fucking guy. Unbelievable. Not, not in the Hall of Fame, right? They didn't put him in the fucking Hall of Fame after continuing the show when he died in their fucking ring you know it's just it's just fucking bizarre it's just but again like when this type of shit happens and vince is like sweeping some shit under the rug that a motherfucker died or 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 rape happened and this and that it's all par for the course just trash absolute trash top to fucking bottom in the wrestling business you get a handful of good fucking people and let's just fucking pretend like we know that the rest are trash like it, it can't continuously be a surprise you know, that, uh, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, exactly, Anthony. Like, the ring was a crime scene. Somehow, they kept the fucking cops from shutting the show down. Motherfuckers have shut Ian Rotten shows down for not having a big enough fire lane to fucking get through the audience, you know? Like, you didn't have enough room between the chairs, and they're, like, shutting it down. <laughs> they had a motherfucker break his neck on the turnbuckle, and they're like, keep it moving. Uh, we'll take a brief intermission. We'll be right back, folks. Got a comedy match coming up. Like, what the fuck? Um, I mean, it's it's just terrible. And like I said, I, you know, as I got older, you could play around. You could fucking lie to yourself and you could try to pretend like the wrestling business is something that should be held in high regard. But it's fucking trash. I don't give a fuck who feels what about that. It is. And, and it's just, you know, when you see people like the fucking Necro Butcher punch his fucking wife in the head over and over on the fucking uh, the recliner because she, she didn't have his fucking Disney money or whatever. Kid in the next room, all of that shit. Pictures were on the fucking internet. He admitted to it the whole nine. That, that's all good. You know what I mean? That's just like fucking Necro. He comes back out. Necro. Necro. I, look, I was a fucking Necro mark. I sat there front row watching Necro Samoa Joe. I mean, I was fucking dying to see what Necro was going to do every fucking night out in CZW. Shit like that happens. It's fucking done, man. Morals should take fucking precedence over any fucking thing else in your life. Entertainment doesn't... What, what is that? Come on. You know, so when you see shit like that, you see, like, abuse going on between, you know... uh domestic abuse you see straight up murders i mean like jimmy snooker killed a motherfucker like come on man this shit is continuously happening people just go hey that's wrestling whatever you know rob feinstein you see what the fuck went on with him and they're just like ah rob and now it's like a running joke all that shit is cool so it doesn't matter if it involves kids it doesn't matter if it involves animals it doesn't matter if it involves women it doesn't matter if it involves murder it's just like ah yeah wrestling business whatever so do you respect that or you don't? Because I, I don't need to hear all these motherfuckers running around with their fucking, oh, you know, uh, women's body is this and that, like, uh, stand up for that. But you got your fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts in the fucking closet. You know what I mean? You, you got that shit, you're fucking happy 316 day, but then like fucking 317, you're talking about women's rights and shit. Because he's the rattlesnake, so he punched a woman in the face and it's all good because he's the fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. You either have morals or you don't, you know what I mean? And for the record, you know, I, I'm 100%, you know, pro-choice. And, you know, what a woman wants to do is, is uh, completely her call. I, I, I'm i just using that as an example because the double standard is crazy. You know, one, one minute you're a necro, but you're a fan. The next minute you're standing up for women's rights. So, uh, you know, it's fucking crazy. Um. So, yeah, uh, rest in peace to Ashley Mazzaro. And, like, you know, if that was, like, some shit, that, people should burn for that type of shit. They should really fucking burn for that type of shit. Instead, it just becomes, like, a dirty little fucking secret and fucking becomes, like, a little part of a documentary that comes out later on. And then the fucking show goes on. Monday, Thursday, everybody's fucking happy. Da -da, fucking kids running around with the shirts, all of that shit. It, it's just, it's just disgusting. That's what it is, though, you know? But that's that's why I didn't have a problem separating myself from this shit. You know, I, I fuck this is a hobby. I talk about this shit. I watch very minimal. And, you know, it doesn't put me on some moral high ground, but I definitely don't stand behind it and be like, yo, that's my shit. Like this is you know, stand up for fucking wrestling and this and that. Um Greg wanted to know my thoughts on double or nothing. I, I gotta be honest with you, like I and this happens to me a lot. I wish I cared. 
I, I really do. There's a few things there that I, I'm sure are going to be awesome. I'm going to try to fucking push myself to watch it at some point. Uh, the window for me to watch it is pretty much that night. Because once it's fucking out and the spoilers are everywhere and all that shit, I'm probably not going to fucking watch it. But maybe I could throw it on my fucking computer that night and pay some attention to it. And maybe something will catch my eye. I really would like to care about it. But in the same token, like, the overhype has me pre-hating on that shit like a motherfucker. Where I'm just like, I, I don't even fucking care. Like, who gives a shit, man? These motherfuckers have that shit competing with the WWE before they ran a show. Like... Not to say that they don't have some good shit lined up. Not to say that they don't have money behind them. Not to say that, but, like, WCW got fucking buried. ECW had a fucking phenomenal fucking company there. The the talent that came out of there and the fucking young, the, the ages they were, tearing shit up. Which fucking Eddie Guerrero's and your, your super crazies and Jerry Lynn, Rob Van Dam. Like, the shit they were doing back then was unprecedented. They didn't stand a fucking prayer against Vince. What's different? What's different? And they had a rabid fan base that was like, fuck Vince, fuck Vince. These guys are doing, like, not that much different than what Vince is doing. I mean, yeah, like, the sports entertainment is at a way, you know, lower level. But, I mean, now they got the 205 Live. They got the NXT. You got Ricochet in there tearing shit up. You got Tommy N tearing shit up. You got aj in there for a long time i mean you got enough superstars that are doing that that indie shit that i mean are you really like like how much crazy shit are you really doing like i will we'll find out i mean we'll, we'll definitely find out i'd like to see the difference in a cody rhodes um gold dust or whatever the fuck he's calling himself match because that's something i was excited about when they did it in the wwe i was still watching here and there and uh, I, I thought that was pretty intriguing. Now they have full reign to just really. Um, I, I just realized like how crazy that must sound on like the only audio podcast version when I'm taking these fucking sips. But whatever. No one, no one has ever listened to me for professionalism. So uh, this this will come as no shock to anybody. But I'm drinking sparkling water for those who were just listening. Um, and hear like slurping noises in the middle of fucking sentences. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe Sheen, maybe I'll hop on and do a live review with you. Cause that'll keep me fucking watching. Uh, what time is it? it, it it's not some crazy late fucking start at 10 30 at night shit. Is it? Cause it's, uh, it's Vegas. So well, I, I don't even know what time it starts. Because it's, uh, you know, there's a time delay, right? So if the fucking thing starts at 10, like, it's going to be like, fucking, he just gives me a nah, 8, 80 things. Well, you know, I, we'll play it by ear. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll definitely keep that in mind and, and maybe hit that shit. Yeah, sparkling water, Greg. This is actually uh, Sanavi organic blueberry flavored sparkling water i wish i had sponsorship on this motherfucker but i say motherfucker too much so it's probably not gonna happen uh yeah so there's there's that um this is delicious though um so yeah uh yeah aw double or nothing we'll we'll see what happens um uh joey janela uh, announced spring break forever. I just, I don't give a fuck. Like this guy, uh, 
he's like signed to this contract. He's yelling at people. He's making six figures again before a fucking show happens. Like he's taking spots like every show that looks like he should break his neck. Like eventually it's going to happen. Like maybe you shouldn't count your fucking chips before it happens. You know, don't uh, count, don't count your eggs before they hatch. Count your chicks before they hatch. Something like that. But yeah, like what the fuck? He's just, He's got something wrong with his brain, that kid. But it's fine. Uh, I'm all for him having something wrong with his brain. It's only going to steer him closer to what I'm hoping for. Um, Fuck him. Uh, So anyway, I wanted to talk about this uh, WWE um, 24-7 title. And it brings me into another issue. Um, Now, I don't know shit about the WWE or what they're doing and this and that. Um... Let me just give you my opinion on the 24-7 title for, from the start. Again, not watching a fucking show, not seeing where it's going. I don't know. But everybody's bugging out because they want the hardcore title. That's ridiculous, for starters. Like, if you really think Vince McMahon is just going to usher death matches in because you like them, you're not fucking, you're not being sensible at all. Um, that's just not going to happen. Um, sure, hardcore is great. You know, they do a couple little high spots and this and that. And it maybe makes you think, oh, maybe he'll... It's just not going to happen. But look at it like this. 24-7 title was the hardcore title. Wasn't it Hardcore Holly's deal that he ended up defending on a a 24-7 basis? So I look at it like this. Here's what you could hope for. Your your bright side, you can hope for 24-7 title... Anytime, anywhere, falls count anywhere. This could actually lead to some hardcore shit. It's not going to be fucking 200 light tubes. You're not going to get no crazy shit. But you might see a fucking fight go on here and there. And somebody challenge him for the title in the middle of some spot. And guys take a power bomb into some shit. Or, you just never know. So I would take like the the hopes for that title. That direction. Just Just see what happens. And it's more content. It's more something a little outside of the box. Instead of the regular shit they're doing so is it the best looking belt in the world no um but here's my problem and and this has been a consistent issue with uh maven bentley and um i I don't know like he it's it's one of these dudes and i've grown to kind of dislike this guy um i tried to like him for a long time and uh i'm gonna give you a lot of reasons here um of why uh, the dislike Every Monday and Tuesday, this guy is pretty much like live tweeting or live Facebooking or whatever. His dislike for booking within the WWE. Oh, who booked this shit? Dude, you're involved in CCW. Mate, you know, you you guys just put fucking Session Moth in Tournament of Death claiming that a petition put her in. There's nobody, nobody made a petition. Like, you, you put her in the fucking Tournament of Death. Nobody knows of this petition. No one has proof of this petition. No one wants to see it. So he he threw some, like, uh, who booked this shit? And I'm like, this coming from a guy involved in a company who just booked Session Moth in fucking Tournament of Death. And he gave me this, like, fucking uppity fucking, oh, well, for one, he he did, like, a list. You know, like, hey, (laughs) I wasn't uh, specifically talking. I was asking a legitimate question. And B, uh excuse me for excuse us for doing something a little outside of the box and being innovative and creative shut the fuck up because first off 
CZW was innovative. CZW was creative. And they had their own brand that nobody else had. That fucking outlaw image, the thing that GCW is doing right now, that's CZW's fucking brand. But CZW abandoned that because DJ wanted to reinvent the fucking wheel and be like, oh, no, oh, there wasn't wrestling until DJ showed up, except for uh, Best of the Best and Trent Acid being fucking a staple of old school CZW and SAT and Red and the Briscoes. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on before DJ even got there wearing a fucking garbage bag in the ring. And politicked his way into the fucking company. Money marked his way onto the fucking cards where no one wanted to see him. And next thing you know, he fucking bought the company and little by little turned it into garbage. And and that's that's what the fuck he did. Um, so let's let's not fucking you know recreate history as far as what DJ did as far as uh, creating wrestling within CCW. John Dahmer in the in the uh, listener box there or whatever the fuck you call this, uh, and uh, he should know. Firsthand that uh, CCW had much wrestling before DJ Hyde existed, although we might be able to blame John Dahmer for some of DJ's antics. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so anyway, Maven Maven does this thing. Like I said, he he plays this uh, almost gaslighting. DJ does the same thing where he just tries to tell the fans like, "Yeah, you don't know shit. Like I, I'm doing something innovative." We're doing something like nothing else, and you don't know what you're talking about, and uh, we're we're just trying to do something different in this app. But the fans are screaming, we hate what you're doing right now. Stop doing this. We're paying you right now, and we're going to stop paying you if you don't stop doing this bullshit. And he's just like, oh, there's a lot of things involved in that. Uh, we, have a, we have a vision. We have a direction we're going here. And uh, like you put Brittany Blake over fucking Tony Nese <laughs> at non-tournament in the best of the best couple of years ago. Uh, you see see long term how that panned out? They fucking bounced Brittany Blake out of CZW because she did Dave Chris's move while she was in a stable with Dave Chris. Dave Chris got fucking offended and said she's off the shows or I'm off the shows. She's off the fucking shows forever. The, the one he was trying to push to the moon telling me on my podcast that Brittany Blake will choke me out. <laughs> like, stop being fucking crazy. And then... um. Dave Christ ended up leaving the fucking company too and calling CCW trash when somebody asked him a couple months ago, like what, what he thought about CCW. So see how all of this works out. So when fans are begging you for what they want and then you go like, yeah, no, 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 you don't, you don't quite understand. Just, just uh, enjoy the product, sit back, let us do what we do and this and that. And then you just ruin it in front of them. And then when they're like, all right, we'll just fucking give you a chance. And then exactly what they thought happened, happened. And the company up the road now is fucking blowing the roof off of the joint. Uh, we're just going to go over there for a minute, DJ, just see what they got to offer. And it's like, holy shit. Like they're bringing back people that we begged for, for 10 years in CZW. And oh, Jody Fleisch is back in the fucking States. Like who brought him in? Oh, GC. What the fuck is that? Like so many things that like CZW had the blueprint completely laid out. DJ just had to keep doing what was working. The fan base was rabid. The, you couldn't tell them shit. Uh, yeah, like the stakes were high. The, uh, the the bar was raised really high. But the blueprint was right in front of you. Like it was the same thing that you bought into. You knew what the fuck it was. So again, when Maven goes on Monday nights, Tuesday nights, and he goes on and on about, oh yeah, well what are these guys booking? Who you know who booked this shit? Like, 
just just close your mouth. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but like when you're involved in a shit product that that has been existing for 20 years and currently has the lowest fucking houses that it's had in probably 15 of those years, you should probably play it close to the vest. Maybe maybe email DJ, send DJ private messages, text DJ and be like, "Oh, this sucks." And be like, "I agree." Like and neither of you fucking matter as far as your opinion on wrestling. So his current thing was shitting on the um, the 24-7 belt, which, again, I'm not saying it's a great-looking belt, but the wire title is an absolute piece of shit. It's got all those fucking colors on it. It replaced belts that meant something between the Iron Man title that they changed to the new horror title or whatever and the um, the junior heavyweight title, the... Um, you know that both of those belts had history. They had like a lineage. There, I mean, you could trace like big fucking names back to those belts. People that held those belts. We just abandoned that shit. And what do we abandon it for? And put all these silly little colors on there. The wired TV belt. Oh, a failed TV project. So let's keep that going. Silly as fuck. The belt looks ridiculous. And. Someone part of that same fucking company is going to go on on Monday night and be like, oh, this fucking belt is so stupid looking like, well, okay, like this is this is where I go like, but what about the one in your fucking company? And then like, you know, Brian hops up there like, oh, so we know how you feel about DJ and, and, and CZW, but you're being ridiculous. Like, first off, it's not it's not a bias on DJ or CZW that has me feeling this way. If you have shit going on, like if you're morbidly obese and you're walking around going, look at that fat motherfucker, like it looks crazy. It looks real fucking crazy. And as far as... uh the looks of that belt, that belt is morbidly obese and you're calling other belts fat. Yeah. I mean, like that's crazy. And and that, that's what I'm pointing out. I'm not pointing out that, Oh yeah. Like the, that wired title is, is shit, but the, the 24 seven belts beautiful. I'm saying like, how could you comment on some shit when what you got going on is garbage? It, It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And, um, it never will, but maybe, um, like I said, he, he keeps like he does this thing where he kind of like belittles the person who's talking to him. And um, he, he's just a strange dude. Um, the couple interactions I had with him that struck me as real strange. And I know people get tired of hearing about my tournament of death incident. And this isn't really specifically, you know, to speak about, um, you know, the cut or, you know, what should have happened and shouldn't happen. But I, I got to go back just out of character to to talk about this specifically because like the way it happened. All right. I get cut, right? Fucking arms ripped open. Pretty fucking big cut. Now, first thing I get when I finally get brought to the back after like a lot of fucking time, cause there was no security out there whatsoever at a tournament of death, which is fucking silly. Mind you, as I, I mentioned before, I was in the second row. And there were three girls sitting in the front row and it was like, like mother, daughter, grandma, like seriously, like three generations of women sitting in front of me and must've been up getting like a refreshment and shit. Maybe they wouldn't have done the spot over there if they were there at the time. Maybe they would have, maybe it would have been worse. Don't know. But as soon as I get back there, they start bringing me back. Maven sees me and he goes, Oh, it's, it's okay. It's J cat, which I took high offense to because 
you're telling me like my fucking flesh doesn't mean shit. My body doesn't mean shit based off of you know who I am. Like, yeah, I could take it physically, but like to act like it's not a big deal because you know who the fuck I am is immensely disrespectful, right? So we do that whole thing or whatever. They tape my fucking shit together with the little Steri strips, and it was way fucking bigger than Steri strips were supposed to do, you know? And when I went to the fucking ER, like, six hours later when I got home, and they're like, yeah, like, you definitely were smart for coming here because that would have healed real bad. Like, that would have been a terrible scar. Like, good move fucking coming here, dude. Like, because I sat through the rest of the show, and then it's like a three-hour trip home from Delaware. Then I got home and, like, sat for a minute. And I'm getting like bombarded with messages to like message like wrestlers from all over the fucking place. Private message me, dude, sue these motherfuckers, fuck them, fuck that. Da, 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 da. People who worked for him then, people who work for them now, like like a lot of people like were fucking hitting me up, like, yo, do not let that shit fly. Like, contact the fucking lawyer on some real shit, like you better fucking get something out of these motherfuckers. And they're like, yo, did you, you know, I had a lot of people, did they hook you up? Did they fucking like load your trunk with fucking merch? This and that. So let's, let's just quick talk merch. Again, it doesn't fix anything, but it, it shows a little bit of courtesy, right? So now they did the Zandig angle that day where Zandig buried DJ. Uh, maybe I should tell the first story first. doesn't matter. I'll, I'll backtrack and tell that too. Um, but um, so Zandig buried DJ. They unveil these cheap white, fucking um not clearly not these zandig 2016 i think it was shirts and um maven's walking around at like intermission after the zandig angle i got my fucking arm taped together he walks up to me and he he hands me the shirt and he goes here j cat i'll give you one of these because you've been a fan for a long time fan for a long time motherfucker like i just had my arm sliced the fuck open what do you mean like you're hooking me up because i've been around a long time what the fuck does that have to do with what just transpired like do you have a fucking head injury like what what the fuck goes on with you that that you feel like (laughs) oh greg if you can't focus if i'm jumping stories man like you've never listened to one of my shows because i never stay on track um Half the reason I'm able to go, like, a couple hours by myself is because I fucking, I'm all over the place. Um, so, anyway, um, so he fucking goes to hand me the shirt, like, yeah, like, you've been around a long time, and you're a loyal supporter, so here's a shirt. And I'm just like, I mean, I'll take the fucking shirt, but, like, first off, like, you didn't even ask me what size I am, nothing. Like, it was just like, here's a fucking shirt because you're such a loyal supporter. And I'm like, oh, well, that I, that's not the reason you would give me free shit on this day. Maybe last week you would give me some free shit for that reason, but not, not the fucking, um, yeah, not, not that reason. Like this shit just caught me off guard. Like that was like a a really shitty way to give me free things. And again, like that cheap ass one-sided fucking one color black block letter fucking CZW Zandig 2015, 16, whatever the fuck year it was. Um, like that. That was just like a weird payoff, you know? I mean, DJ ended up paying my fucking hospital bill to the tune of like fucking $700. But, you know, over, I think, something like six months or eight months of installments, something. It was, uh, but, you know, he paid it, whatever. It was what it was. But, um, 
Yeah, it it was wild. It was like a real wild thing to do. So now uh, that was that story where like I just got a real weird fucking vibe from this dude. Uh, months, maybe two months before that, um, I'd gotten these shirts done, and, and you know I had a bunch of fucking wrestlers hitting me up, and uh, hey man, yo, I gotta have one of those. I gotta have one of those. A lot of them never fucking followed through on that. Um, I still got a lot of shirts. Um, whatever is what it is. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not the type to run around hounding people. I'm probably the worst person to be selling anything. Cause I just leave people to fuck alone. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I just, Hey, you want one of these? Okay. And that's, that's the last time I'll say, it, you know, occasionally I'll bring it up or whatever, but I'm not like fucking like pushing, pushing shit. And I'm not like running around waving them at shows and shit. I was like really respectful where I'd keep the shit in the car. Cause I'm not trying to like step on anybody's merch. I'm not trying to like sneak my own shit. There's vendors over here paying. I'm not trying to step on anybody despite people thinking I'm a, I'm a complete asshole. Um, maybe my opinions rub people the wrong way and I don't give a fuck how people feel about me. Um, especially, I mean the ones that I don't respect mostly, which it's a lot of people, but, um, yeah, like I, I'm not trying to fucking step on people that way. So I would get like someone would hit me up. Yeah, like I want that. Da, da, da. So I'd bring like specifically that shirt, maybe a couple extras, and I'd leave them in the car. And I'd go home with the same fucking shirts I rolled up with. It was what it was, you know. So suddenly I get like a message from Maven. How do I go about getting some of those Zandig shirts? And I said, well, look, man, like I, I'm not really trying to, you know, bring a box of shirts into your building or anything. So I'll be there Saturday. I'll have them in the car. If you want some, let me know, you know, like. And I hadn't known. I, I, I knew something about the Zandig angle before the Zandig angle happened because I had actually gotten on the phone with Zandig, uh, which was a fucking honor. And he's like picking my brain about what was even going on in wrestling. Um at the time because he was playing in this comeback and he's like fucking picking my brain. I'm just like fucking holy shit. Like John Zandig's on my fucking phone, like asking me all this shit. And, uh, so I, I kind of knew like there was a plan to, to do this or do that or whatever. And I didn't know the burial angle whatsoever. I, I'm not, wasn't like that in or anything, but knew that at some point he was popping up. Um, so, and, uh, it was weird too, because I might've helped, fuel the fire under him, not taking credit for Zandig's return by any stretch of the imagination, but I had made these shirts before there was a Zandig return or talk of a Zandig return or any of that, just because, like, I was tired of the shit that was going on with DJ. I had been, like, so in love with old-school CZW. You gotta understand that, like, my constant shit talk and burial of CZW is because I have such a soft spot for CZW. Some people's favorite time in wrestling in the history of wrestling is the Attitude Era. Some people's favorite time in wrestling, a lot of people on the East Coast, is ECW. Mine legitimately, 100 fucking percent, was that fucking 2000s CZW. That was my fucking shit. And I fucking, you know, so now, like... It's just like, I can't get away from it. Like, I got to just know what's going on with CCW, even though it's a shell of its formal shell, former self. It's nothing like it fucking was. It's still like, it's just like a fucking thing. Like, I got to know about it. You know what I mean? And that's just, it's, it's a form of loyalty, even though it won't come across as loyalty when I'm shitting on everybody who fucking works there, defends it at this point. But, uh, you know. 
is what it is. So anyway, he hit me up about that. And of course, that was the last I heard of it. No anything, no no whatever. Zandig thing comes. Fucking I get thrown a fucking white shirt because of my loyalty today. I get fucking sliced open. And then uh yeah, we move on. So now I'm kind of thinking like, oh, well, clearly he must have had some kind of plans like we're doing the Zandig angle. Maybe I could get these fucking guys shirts because they're fucking awesome. Um, and, you know, I looking back, like I'm pretty fucking honored by that. Like, yo, that people were even looking at my shirt being like, yo, that that could be fucking part of our thing. And and honestly, obviously, this is a way better fucking shirt than that Zandig 2000 fucking 16 shirt no one fucking wears that like this shit is dope like get the fuck out of here so then to follow that up a couple months later they put out i'm a czw guy shirt <laughs> like you motherfuckers man again like i ain't no copywriting type shit there was obviously like a i'm a paul Heyman guy shirt there was obviously that but a handful of these started to pop up in the crowd even when Zandig stopped showing up. And you know it fucking irked fucking DJ to see, like, yeah, I'm not here for you. Like, I fucking signed up to CZW. I'm a fan of CZW because of this. Because I'm a John Zandig guy. So he had to put out, like, a, I'm a CZW guy shirt. Just like, no, I don't really play sides on who owns it. I'm just a CZW. Get the fuck out of here. You guys are clowns. Absolute clowns. So that was another one of those, like, weird fucking Maven experiences where I was just like, all right, guys, you know, like, you guys are being a little fucking blatant on, like, biting my dick on this shit. Come on, man. And now he just does weirdo shit, a lot of weirdo shit on Facebook. Like, he's always being creepy on fucking females' uh, Facebooks. And look, yeah, he's friends with the girls or whatever, but he comes off as, like, like a fucking, like, crazy, thirsty fucking teenager or early 20s dude and he's like a fucking 45 year old married fucking man like it just it looks fucking pathetic and then like he's running for like a school board or some shit right and good man get involved with the community try to make a difference whatever i'm not saying you know any any of his stances are wrong i don't know his fucking stance or whatever but this guy like gets fucking i guess approved to be on the ballot and he posts on his Facebook, y'all done fucked up now. What the fuck is going on with these motherfuckers? Again, like, I gotta go back to, like, I think you're a smart guy, but now I think you're on the spectrum. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? Y'all done fucked up now? That's your, like, that's the beginning of your campaign? Like, you're telling people, like, you done fucked up, let me get involved, because I'm gonna shake shit up in there. It's like, Dude, that's that's a real weird to come at the fucking public if you're going into any kind of public office. Now, like, again, where I don't know shit about your stance, suddenly you're going to have some kind of say over what's going on with my kids in the school. Say say it was my kid's school. I'd be like, yo, that dude just went on Facebook talking about y'all are fucked up now. Let's make sure that guy doesn't get in any position to make changes because, like, he clearly doesn't even have the fucking composure to not go on Facebook and tell, like, somebody they fucked up for letting them in, like. That's a weird move. So I don't know, man. I just his his whole shit is fucking whack to me. Um, he does a lot of like crazy race baiting shit where he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't accept any kind of uh, answer that doesn't, you know, lead back to like yeah, 
everything is racist and fucking, you know, everyone's being held down and this and that. So, like, this guy put Yaldin fucked up now on there. But if he doesn't get onto the board, it'll be like, please let whoever's running against him not be a white person. Because he put Yaldin fucked up now, but if he doesn't get in, oh, that's racism, man. They don't want the brother in there. They ain't got shit to do with that. You act like a fucking clown on the internet. And when people search your shit, and then they find you saying this and that, like, they might not let you in there. Maybe you done fucked up now. Like, again, use your goddamn brain. But, again, like, it's just it's just weirdo shit. And, you know, I can't help but comment. And it's not me just, like, trolling Maven or whatever. It's just, like, when CCW's consistently fucked up, they opted out of WrestleMania weekend completely. Like, just opted out. Biggest fucking, biggest wrestling weekend of the year in your home fucking base. Like it's in your, your home field and you opted out. You, I mean, you got companies coming from Cali. You got companies coming from mid South. You got companies coming from Japan. They're coming into your backyard. All that talent's available. And you're just like, ah, we'll, we'll do it next weekend. I mean, come on guys, you're failing hard. And, and to double back and try to like have a, uppity opinion about fucking wwe and shit like man sit down you look crazy you look absolutely crazy um what else oh brock got the briefcase of money in the bank apparently again i don't i haven't watched that shit but i'm loving that i'm loving that the amount of hate that's on brock fucking i'm a huge fan huge fan i i like him more because of how much people hate him for being there five times a year than than i even did before any of that because it's just crazy. The same reason why, like, I'm almost checked out of that AEW shit. Because, like, the insane fandom on it is like, all right, guys, you don't, you don't need me being fucking sweet about this show. You guys are pretty fucking high up on it. Um, what else? Uh, what did I miss? I thought I missed something. Maybe. Yeah, a lot of deathmatch tournaments, but not all of them matter. I mean, TOS, TOD. Um, I think that VOW thing has gotten some traction. Uh, what else? What else is actually like worth mentioning at this point? Like John Rare's running a tournament. Come on, man, get the fuck out of here. Um, I I don't even know. Uh, what else is running a tournament? I mean, H2O does some decent shit. I mean, it, they they might be running something, but they do like their subterranean uh dark match violence I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing um I, I don't know what um what other tournaments are there Shaheen you up in there um there's a lot there there's definitely a lot but like that that Cali stuff what what is that called um I keep thinking I don't know why I just thought AEW because that's not it um shit UEW UEW trash, absolute trash, top to bottom. Um, like maybe they'll get it somebody over from the East Coast that'll be worth something, but trash otherwise. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, I mean there's there's yeah there's a lot of them. They're popping up all over the place, but if they're not worth watching, who gives a fuck? Uh, you just hope that uh, oh yeah, Ian Sun's a fucking idiot. Him running a tournament, I don't give a fuck about anything Ian Sun does. He's a fucking moron. He uses fucking mic time to, to yell fuck J-Cat on a show. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No one cares about you. 
He's doing a two-night death match for me. Yeah, that'll go over, like, his father's shit, man. Like, but then again, he's used to seeing, you know, 15 people in the crowd, so it's not going to be, like, shocking. At least his heart will be okay after he fails that night. Just fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Yeah, basically, King of the Death match without the reputation or any of that shit. So, oh, Corporal Robinson got fat as fuck. I saw a picture of him over the weekend. Dude, dude looks like he's 300 pounds. Which is crazy, because I didn't think you could get that fat on meth, but look at him. It's fucking insane. Um, that's that's a crazy-ass diet he's got. Um, Pac can't lose and is off the show, the AEW show, because he's a Dragon Gate champion. I like this. I You know, I like guys protecting their fucking champions and giving some kind of uh, legitimacy to their belt. You know, to have a guy is your champ on one show and then losing like the third match on the show on another card. It looks crazy. Same way that I thought it looked crazy when Brittany Blake pinned fucking, uh, or, or whatever. She, I think she pinned Tony niece. looks crazy. It's like, stop doing that. That, that That's uncalled for. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it just, it doesn't make any sense. You know, if this guy's a legitimate draw over there, he's their champion, you know, who who's he gonna lose to on AEW? So yeah, I I think that's um that's fine. Um, what else? I think I I hit just about everything. Um, yeah, I you know I'll try to talk more about the uh, TOD TOS stuff. When I don't even know when TOD is. TOS is next weekend, I believe, right? Or uh, yeah, yeah, it should be next weekend. It's the first. Fucking summer's going fast. Well, summer's coming fast, I should say. Um, but yeah, it's um. So we got GCW the, the tournament of survival on the first, and then the next fucking Saturday my races start. So I've been doing what I can to fucking train for that shit. Um, I still got to run a lot more. My strength is fucking crazy right now. I don't mean to sound like a dickhead, but like. I get in the fucking gym and like I, I missed a bunch of days and shit and I, I started back yesterday and I was doing fucking um ninety pound fucking um dumbbell presses incline. Like I've never done that before. So it's not even saying like, yo, I'm still doing it like I fucking I it was just like going pyramided up and wait and hit a fucking ten rep set on that shit. Like dude, I'm still weighing like hundred and sixty hundred and sixty five, hundred and seventy pounds tops. That shit is fucking crazy, man. Like, my strength is skyrocketing. I'm really happy about it. So this race season is going to be interesting. Um, I've been training my ass off, and it's 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 definitely coming through as far as my training. Um, June 22nd is TOD. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about all I got. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and fucking wrap this thing up. I um, may be doing another show on Saturday. I don't know how you get it. Shaheen does, like, fucking... Like, you got to sign up for a service, and then, um, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, Greg's in there killing it and shit, so I hope, I hope he's fucking crushing it in there, too, man. That dude's, like, that, that dude right there is an inspiration. If, if, if half of these fat indie motherfuckers out there 
want to actually make a change and actually do something with themselves, follow what Greg's doing because Greg's crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. He's got his fucking laser focus on his goals and he's just killing it out there. Um, okay, so Shaheen's doing that shit on YouTube. Live on YouTube. And then you can get it on uh, um, on-demand pay-per-view if you don't catch it live. Um, he'll have it uploaded. Uh, he'll draw a picture of it. It won't have any Muppets on it, but um, you can commission the show later on, and he'll document it live on uh, Twitch. So, I don't know, man. He's got all these fucking services running. He's he's above my motherfucking uh, pay grade as far as... Uh... What, did, what did you ask me, Greg? Scroll up and answer your question. Jesus Christ. I, I don't even know how to do that. Oh, yeah, there it goes. Greg had a question. Greg had a question. Uh, this is crazy. Where the, where the fuck is your question? As if my professionalism wasn't at top notch already. Scroll up and answer the fucking question. What is, what is the question? Yo, ask your question again, goddammit. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the fuck, man. You asked me to talk about AEW. I did their shit like 20 minutes ago. Um, I'll give you a minute. You want to throw that shit up again? Um, what's going on, Ryan McBride? Damn. I just get like... That's why I like this Facebook Live thing, man. Because I do the show. I get a lot of listens, all that. But, um... Uh, but yeah, I get like so many random cameos in this motherfucker. I think it's dope. One U.S. deathmatch wrestler to build a division around. Oh, Schlack all day, Schlack all day. Um, because he might not be. Um... Why do I? Why do y'all know exactly where the fucking question is, and y'all can't just tell me what the fucking question is? This shit is crazy. Go up before this person signed on and shit. Just, just tell me what it is. Um, like I could scroll all over the place when I'm done doing the fucking show, but I gotta like lean over like this. I'm away from the mic over here. Shit looks crazy. But um, yeah, if that's what it is, it's a fantasy booking question. If I have to build a comp uh division around one deathmatch wrestler, yeah, it's Schlack all day because Schlack's fucking his promo ability is crazy. His believability is crazy. Fucking, I don't know why no one's pushing him. He's on like. An after show for GCW's Tournament of Survival and shit. Like, I don't even understand at all. But Schlack's marketability is through the fucking roof. He's the guy. And uh, I would definitely fucking, definitely build a a deathmatch division around that guy. Um, So, yeah. That's that. Um, Anybody else got any more questions, like, way far up in the fucking chat that I could uh, not know about? Um. But yeah, Shaheen, um, his uh, his social media game is crazy. He's got the Twitch and the fucking uh, YouTube, YouTube Live. I didn't even know YouTube can go live. I mean, I don't know if that's like that YouTube Red that you got to sign up for, or if it's just standard issue YouTube. But then they're they're gonna see like some of this shit in the background, and they're gonna be like, Joe Montana's copyrighted. They're gonna black my fucking screen out. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. So, um, 
I might have to hang like a fucking white sheet behind me and shit. They'll think it's a whole different kind of show. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so maybe I'll, uh, yeah. White feeders, the hall of fame weekend. I know that we talked about the, uh, hall of fame thing last, last time. Um, what do I think he's going to do with TOS? If anything, uh, maybe a run in, um, I'm hoping on, on some TOS shit again, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Cause, um, you know, it'll be right before, but I think that, um, what do you call it? Um, someone should attack gauge first round. Um, whether it be Schlack to set up another world title shot, whether it be Dickinson set up another world title shot, um, fucking isn't Kenta supposed to be there or some shit? Um, I mean, I don't know if he's still under contract or if he could do some shit, set up some shit. Um, but I, to have someone attack fucking gauge first round. So that way G Raver can go on. Cause I think it's crazy to just keep putting gauge over and putting gauge over and put it. I guess, you know, he's a world champion. So I get it that it's tough to take a guy like that out first round, but it becomes too predictable. So I really think, um, yeah, maybe Moxley, um, anybody, I mean, anybody to attack gauge, set up a future title shot, knock him out first round. G Raver goes on, you know, you continue to get him doing what he's doing and, and keep it fresh, you know? But, uh, yeah, Greg says, uh, Alex Cologne. Alex Cologne, yeah, he's definitely fucking super talented. Uh, he's going fucking balls to the wall these days. Um, he's, I mean, he's definitely one of the top deathmatch guys out now. And, um, you know, he's always been very good because he's able to add all of that, you know, that wrestling ability. And he's a fast moving motherfucker. So when you get guys at that speed in there doing deathmatch stuff, I think it really changes everything. I think it makes, uh, it that much more entertaining and innovative. He's always been innovative, and I think that's a huge, huge plus. Um, I personally would like to see Alex Cologne and fucking Oren Veidt in the finals. I think that would be the way to go with Alex going over, you know. Um, so that that would be my uh, my fantasy booking on that. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Alex could really cut a promo or anything like that. Um, he's, he's not really that guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, performance-wise – He's not going to let you down unless you sit in a second row tournament. But, but, um, you know, outside of that, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, gauge, get an attack first round, knock him out, put up something, you know? So, yeah, I think that's all I got. We're talking long for time. Um, check out the hot tag podcast, uh, Shaheen Boxman, all that, um, possibly doing something with him on Saturday. Um, check that shit out on YouTube and whatever else Shaheen invents between now and then. Um, I'm hoping that he's currently drawing them up at peace, but I'm going to doubt it. Um, but if, if, um, you want anything, but that third Muppet piece, nuclearly heat graphics, this guy's killing it. Um, I don't even know what the fuck that shit was that you drew the other day. Um, it, it's like, it looks like the Jack and the Beanstalk is fucking giant laying sideways and some other shit going on. Um, it's probably some horror shit because I don't know fuck anything about horror. I think it's like a movie or something coming out. But, I mean, it, it's fucking talent is crazy. He, he's drawing every fucking thing under the sun that's not um, Ralph. And um, so check him out. And, 
yeah, man. So check out everything he's doing over there. Check out. I got you five stars with Jeremy. Um, he he's leading up to this scenic city invitational, and he's interviewing a lot of people from there. He's planning this trip. I think it's like Tennessee or some shit. So check him out as he chronicles all the way up to there, you know, and hits a bunch of uh, yeah, it was from a horror movie. I thought hits a bunch of uh interviews with guys in that tournament, and uh, you know, different things you can look forward to as far as up and coming talent. Uh, he's, he's definitely, uh, kind of leading the pack as far as discovering that talent and, uh, you know, talking about guys that are going to be, you know, really, really big in the future. So, uh, check him out, check all that shit out, check, uh, Rob Roman out. If you can help him out, formerly known as big Max Mac, uh, donate to his cause. You can go find it on his page. Uh, and yeah, that's, uh, I think that's all I got. Uh, deathmatch Russell. Yeah. Hold on. Deathmatch Russell did one show with um the owner of dog wrestling a dog show not like pekingese dog show or uh german shepherd but like uh shindy wrestling dog show he had the owner of that on uh then he tried to patch in a three-way conversation between another guy on the show it was like i think a manager he took about like 10 minutes of fucking not being on the air with like phones ringing and going to voicemail and yo, just listen to that shit. And then, um, insanely awkward, Joe. Um, then you follow that up with his next episode was an eight minute classic that he called uh, this wrestler and, and, uh, I guess his girlfriend who's getting into wrestling too. And she, uh, they had, I guess just finished getting pulled over so the interview started with asking if the cop was an asshole and eight minutes later they were wrapping it up. And that was the end of the interview. Um, fucking classic death match Russell podcast. Check that shit at the fuck out. Um, it, that's something else right there. Um, I think that's all I got. You know what I mean, uh, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll check you motherfuckers out next week, Saturday. Saturday, we'll be talking some live fucking shit on there. I'm sure I'll have lots of nice things to say about Doey Janela. If you like that type of banter, uh, you could definitely look forward to that. I think he's in, like, a battle royal or something. Like, super proud of his fucking six-figure fucking spot, but he's in a battle royal. So, there's there's that. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired of rain. Makes the grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you... Good.
like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Cusa Kick Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the back guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools. 